Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Last night on my program on the Salem News Channel, I used my monologue to define woke. And look, I, Bethany Mandel is a very, very smart woman. And she has been, you know, pounding the pavement, promoting the book Stolen Youth that she co-authored with Carol Markowitz. And you ask anybody, I don't care what your political stripes are, if you're promoting a book, you're, you're, doing, you're just doing hit after hit after hit after hit all day. And we see a tactic where an interviewer, knowing full well that the interview is coming to an end, will ask an, a question that requires more time than the person answering it has to actually answer it fully, properly. And you can see if you've seen the video going around of Bethany. Mike, I didn't put it in the cut sheet. Can you can you grab it uh, real quick? That she's obviously, she even says, I know this is going to go viral because I'm running out of time. The phrase stay woke started with a 1938 blues song called The Scottsboro Boys by Leadbelly. And in an interview, when he's talking about the song, the song is about a group of black teenagers who were accused of raping a white woman. Now, I don't believe they were actually convicted of this crime, but they were accused. And he says his advice is that when you're, you know, amongst groups of people or you're out traveling or you're, you're, you're somewhere where you're not familiar, you have to stay woke or aware. The next iteration we get is from Melvin Kelly who wrote an op-ed about awareness. And I'll, I'll get deeper into this as we go on. But colleagues and friends who've written supporting pieces of Kelly's work say this was not a battle cry. This was not about identity politics or politics at all. But what woke has become is an accepted stand-in for Marx's critical theory. Critical getting up in front of a group of young people and, and just starting to blather on about Marxist critical, even most Marxists don't really read Marx, if you want the honest truth. It's very dated. It's, uh, it, it, you know, even you know, for those of us that read Frederick Bastiat, Bastiat would be be hard uh, to to lecture on in a room full of people who might not be truly interested in the subject matter, okay? So they've sort of updated the language. So Marx's critical theory, the heightened awareness and understanding of the, the bonds of oppression on the proletariat, okay, that's, that's, what, that's the sort of nutshell of critical theory. But the problem with that is, okay, I don't disagree that we should be aware if there are people who are being oppressed. But the answer the Marxists would give is Marxism, or what is also known as radical egalitarianism, which is an offshoot of Marxism. And what happens is when you have a revolutionary class, what you see emerging right now, the revolutionary class's promise of a new equality is a promise of a new misery, or at least that's the result. Uh, if you need the most easiest to see and understand example, you look at the Cuban Revolution. After the Cuban Revolution, after the fall of Batista, the average Cuban didn't get more freedom. There wasn't more prosperity. They didn't get more civil rights. They got radical egalitarianism, equal distribution of misery. That's Churchill. It's an equal distribution of misery. When it, is, when it comes to the conclusion, when the 
new class comes to the conclusion that the incentives they put forward do not produce prosperity. When they can't bring the bottom up, they bring the top down. When they can't raise the floor, they lower the ceiling. And the non-new class lives equally poor and equally miserable. But they're equal. And if equality is first, you're first and foremost, that's the most important thing is you want an equal society. Now you say, well, Andrew, don't you believe in equality? Equality and an equal society are two different things, kind of like democracy and the democratic process are two different things. Equal, equal treatment under the law is different than an equal society because human beings, whether in groups or as individuals or however you, <coughs> you, you, you arrange people or people arrange themselves, no government can make everyone equal. Some people are more attractive, some people are less attractive. Some people are smarter, some people are not as smart. Some people are talented, some people are less talented. Some people are more driven, some people are less driven. And it has nothing to do with who you are as an individual. That's just reality, right? Some people are deemed more attractive by society than others. That's why all cultures, all societies have a standard of beauty. But if you can't make all the men handsome, you could certainly make them all ugly, right? Making everyone ugly is a hell of a lot easier than making everyone more attractive. So what you find is when you can't make everybody happy, prosperous, and fulfilled, you can make them all miserable. Now, if they don't know any better, they don't know that that's, they might know they're miserable, they might not know, there might be different levels of awareness, if you would. But one thing the new class demands is to not be questioned. So if you say, why am I miserable? You're not allowed to ask, why am I miserable? Why am I unfulfilled? Why am I poor? Why am I starving? Because the new class demands adherence, blind allegiance. But if equality is the only thing you care about and everyone's miserable, but they're equal, that's absurd. What woke does is it intellectualizes absurdity. That's what it does. That is by its very definition will intellectualize and promote absurdity and blind obedience. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. So if somebody said, you know, the problem with the airline industry is there's not enough biracial immigrant homosexual pilots. Okay. So what do we do? Well, we have to have more biracial immigrant homosexual pilots. Okay. Well, if these people apply for a job and they meet the standards for flight training, then so be it. No, 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 no. That's not what we're saying. There has to be more biracial immigrant homosexual pilots. If at that moment you are willing to lower the standards to make more people pilots, you've gone woke. You've taken the most absurd view of this. And if 250 people get on an airplane and they announce that what you're about to experience is a flight by the first ever biracial immigrant homosexual pilot and somebody raises their hand and says, well, I read an article that said you were lowering the standards. Did this person actually pass flight school? Sit down, you bigot. Wait, 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 what? 
So if the plane crashes in a giant fireball and we all die, is the most important thing still the race, gender, and immigrant status? Sexual orientation of the pilot? That's absurd. That's woke. That's woke. That's the absurd thinking. That the most important thing is that socially, socially, we have, we have righted a wrong. There's not enough biracial immigrant homosexual pilots. We must have more of these pilots by any means necessary, even if that means the plane crashes. That's insane. But what these people that are enforcing this new power of woke are demanding that you dare not question them. And that's where we are. Yesterday, we went over a story. A Loyola University marketing professor, which this sounds like very terrible marketing to assert this, claims that having a neatly stocked pantry in one's home is directly tied to racism, sexism, and classism in this country. We went over the piece yesterday. So what is the answer to that? Do we just not stock our pantries and keep them neat? If somebody said, you know, 150 years ago, only wealthy white people bathed their children, many of whom had maids or butlers, servants. Seeing clean children was, in essence, the result of racism, sexism, and classism. So I shouldn't bathe my child? Well, gee, I kind of thank God that our free market capitalist system made it so that I could afford a tub and a bar of soap. How many of you have seen the movie Titanic? One of the biggest blockbusters in Hollywood history. There was a time when only wealthy white people took vacations on cruise ships. How dare you get on a cruise ship today because by doing so is to stand on the shoulders of racism, sexism, and classism. Or is it, hey, isn't it great that capitalism built a bunch more ships? And the free market created a whole bunch of tourism companies that made the price of getting on a cruise ship affordable so you and me can get on a boat today. If you look at the origins of the automobile, only rich white people had cars. Now everybody's got cars. Now the Marxist critical theory woke people would say, well, if only rich white people had cars, then cars are bad. Capitalists would say, no, we need to make more cars. We need to increase the supply of cars to meet demand. And then the price of the car will come down. And then black people, white people, Asian people, Hispanic people, gay people, women can own automobiles. But woke would say to you, no, 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 that's not right. Only the new class should have cars. This is absurdity. So the idea that these people are more enlightened, they are more moral, more spiritual, more aware, they're not. And when they say, when I hear Jamel Hill say, well, conservatives hijacked woke, actually, it sounds like you hijacked woke. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.